And welcome to the Shooters Gone Shoot podcast, the official podcast of the 2020 Midwestern Shootout. pilot episode of the Shooters Go and Shoot podcast, the season preview with our guest analyst, the stable genius himself, Ryan Leahy. How we doing? I'm great. How are you today? I'm, I'm doing all right. Um, you know, just just kind of been doing my last minute research here, going through each team and, um, you know, seeing who's strong and who's weak and um, and checking out my first opponent. I, I don't know about yourself. Yeah, exciting stuff. Week one right around the corner starts tomorrow night and then a big slate on Sunday. It is big. It, it's it's uh, the first week and with everything going on this year, I mean, football is going to bring um, a lot of people their uh, normalcy back. So um, without further ado, though, let's 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 take a dive in since this is since this is the season preview um, edition of the podcast. I want to go through each team and get your um, analysis on each team, starting with Duke Nukem. All right, Beef Bilek. So he he drafted from overseas. He's in Poland. Um, his keeper was 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 Russell Wilson, um, and he built his team kind of around his running backs. I think he had the second overall pick. Uh, took Saquon Barkley. So give me a breakdown on uh, what you see there. Yeah, I got the strength of his team as his backs. I like Carson and Barkley. Um, you know, Carson's a steady force. Barkley was the right pick at two because uh, he's got, I guess, some upside for a two pick. The Giants shored up their offensive line in the draft with the fourth overall pick, taking Andrew Thomas. So I think that they're, they have a lot of weapons and a young emerging quarterback. So I do think that that offense has a shot to score some points and I think Barkley will be a big part of the mix and obviously he's got a chance to end up as the overall number one player he'd be in that mix you gotta think right now uh, yeah and and where where do you think the weakness of his team is right now I I do agree that the, the one two punch of Barkley and Carson's nice but where um, could he improve his team I don't love his uh running back depth, I think if something happened to Barkley and Carson, he would be in a lot of trouble. Yeah. Unless unless something happens to uh, Dalvin Cook and Madison becomes the man, I just don't see a way if one of those guys miss weeks, I mean, he wouldn't have anything more to replace them with than a flex play. Yeah. Um, Yeah, there's there's a lot of... there's a big drop off in talent after Chris Carson. I mean, he's got Alexander Madison, Boston Scott, Duke Johnson. Um, yeah, not not a whole lot of depth and not a whole lot of upside. Well, there is upside in Madison, like you said, if if, if Cook does go down, but not a lot of depth though. Um, now, taking a look at his draft, what what was your favorite pick that he had throughout the draft? Uh, George Kittle was a slam dunk at 23. It yeah. was insane. It was insane that he fell that far. Um, I remember I thought about taking him, but I didn't know like how I felt about basing my teams off two tight ends. But 
George Kittle's one of the best players in all of football, and Keith Bialik really got a home run right there with the 23rd pick. It was it was an easy one there. Okay, and as big as reach, where do you reach? I I I didn't understand the Boston Scott pick at all. And and what round was that in? Was that in seven? Seven. Yeah. seven. Holy I, cow! I thought it was a little early for Boston Scott because I'm thinking that even if something did happen to Miles Sanders. I don't know if Boston Scott just becomes a clear cow, bell cow, like number one guy. I think he'd be in the mix, but it would just be a committee with Peterson. You know, he's always been a kind of a committee coach. So I don't know. Maybe Boston Scott would just be the passing down back, but I don't know if he automatically jumps in there and gives you like an RB1 play. And that's how Beep kind of took Scott. Yeah, I I mean, in the seventh round, you're – you're you're definitely looking to get probably like a like like a complimentary back somewhere, but I don't I don't know if Boston Scott was the guy unless he's got some some intel from Poland on him or something. I mean I I I, I mean I knew about Boston Scott and I thought he'd be like a late round target, but I I really didn't see that coming in the seventh round. In, in the same round, uh, Chase Edmonds, Marlon Mack, and Tevin Coleman are all drafted, and I like them all better than Boston Scott. Yeah, yeah. Um, couldn't agree more there with you, uh, stable, stable genius. Um, all right, moving ahead, uh, let's take a look at Shambo's team hard. Um, you know, he had a, he he had a lot of picks because um, he kind of sold early last year, acquired a bunch of picks, so he was picking often. Um, and his his keeper this past year uh, was Miles Sanders, um, so he was able to build his team around him. Um, so what do you see here with Shamble? What do you think he did with his picks there? What's what's um, some of his strengths? Uh, I really like his receiver depth. I mean, you know, he's got three guys that have chances. I mean, Julio could be the best receiver in all of fantasy. Cooper Cup's got a is, – is good. You know, Smith, Schuster. I like Preston Williams and Paris Campbell on his bench. And then he does have Alshon Jeffrey. I'm, I'm not a huge Jeffrey guy, but he's sitting around waiting. And it's just another piece to add to the mix if he comes back healthy. Yeah, I, yeah, he's he's definitely loaded. I mean, he, he took Jones and, and Smith and Cup, I, I want to say, all in the first within the first two or three rounds. So yeah. um, he, he, he stocked up early. Where um, where do you think he could improve? Where's, where's kind of the weakness of his team? His running back situation can be very good, but we haven't seen Miles Sanders or Clyde Edwards-Alaire, you know, get a full workload for a whole 16 games in an NFL season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's my, a lot to be said for the backs that can, you know, start every single game every single week and be RB ones and like, you know, there's only so many guys that can do that. I mean. I, I like Sanders and I like uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire. I thought Alaire had, has a lot of upside for a guy that's getting picked in the top 10 because of how often the Chiefs will score. But, you know, this is the big leagues now, and to jump in as a rookie running back and start 16 games is going to, you know, not the easiest thing to do. Yeah. Yeah, and, I mean, besides Edwards-Alaire and Sanders, which, I mean, it could end up being a very good one-two punch, but, like, after that, you know, Tariq Cohen, Tony Pollard, you know, DeAndre Swift, Kareem Hunt, they're all 
um, I don't know how to say it. I not that there's a whole lot of bell cows left, but like none of them I would consider like a bell cow back. This is true. Um, this is a big issue for everyone in fantasy. Is the running? There's only so much running back depth. So if you lose a guy or two, with and you know you got COVID and all the stuff going on, so um, you could be in some trouble. The scary thing about Chambo's team, though, is um, on the opposite end, if Edwards, Alaire, and Sanders work out, and then something were to happen to Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt probably becomes a top five back each week in fantasy, yeah. and that makes his team really, really scary. It, it does. It does. Um, jumping ahead to Shambo's draft, what was your favorite pick he had throughout the draft? Um I thought Julio Jones fell a little further than I thought. Um, I was anticipating one of the four elite receivers falling, but I didn't think it would be him. Um, and I, even though it's a second round pick, I thought it was a really good pick. Yeah. Um, I mean, Julio Jones, even last year, and he wasn't even fully healthy all year. I mean, he's he's a target hog. I mean, 157 targets. And, you know he's good for about 100 catches and about 13, 1400 yards every year. So um, yeah, that's so a- he was the pick ahead of my second round pick that was going to take Julio no matter what if he had fallen. Okay, and the pick you just really didn't fucking like. Um, I didn't love the Cohen pick. What round was that? I believe it was the seventh. Okay. Um, but um, I just. Uh, Cohen, yeah, was a seventh-round pick. Um, I just don't know if he's going to be more than a gadget guy. And I get that Montgomery might miss the first couple weeks, but that's still not enough for me to justify taking who I think might not be like a full guy in the Bears mix that high. Yeah, he's he's definitely going to be on like a touch count. You know, he's, he's not ever going to get more than 10 carries and um, – you know, you're really relying on him catching balls and making things happen with his feet. Uh, but but jumping ahead, um, let's take a look at Kofi Evans, okay? Kofi's, Kofi's been a blue blood in this league. Um, he's been here for a while, and he's had some really bad teams, but he he's he's normally pretty competitive, though. Um, he, his uh, keeper was uh, Patrick Mahomes, I think, in, a, in the third round. Um, and he, he, he definitely went running back um, heavy early. What do you think about his team? I think it's pretty solid, actually. I don't think Kofi has a terrible team by uh, any means. Um, obviously, I think the strength of his team right now is Patrick Mahomes. I mean, he's got a quarterback that could score 30 to 35 points any given week. And, you know, what that kind of advantage can give to you in a fantasy league. Yeah, um, yeah. Mahomes is scary, and, and and the scary part about him is last year he missed however many games, and he still threw for twenty six touchdowns and four thousand yards. So, um, yeah, that's 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 definitely the QB one right there. Uh, what part of his team do you think he could improve upon? Um, he's got you know Jerry Judy. I think his flats right now is a little boomer busts. Um, but, you know, we'll see. Maybe um, his receivers with Ridley and Will Fuller, definitely pretty boomer boss. The weeks that 
they catch they can catch a hundred yards and two touchdowns, and then some weeks I'm thinking that they might, you know, not be a big part of the offense. So I think I think he's got some receivers in there that are definitely the uh, boomer bust type that uh, win you for weeks, some weeks, and lose you weeks, some weeks. Yeah, I, I, I mean, Will Fuller is like the ultimate boomer bust. Calvin Ridley's kind of shaping out to be someone like that. I, I mean, he does have a lot of. A lot of potential. He has a high ceiling for sure. Same same with Judy, kind of like you said. But uh, there isn't a lot of stability. I, I mean, I think Jacobs and Howard um, will give him a nice one-two punch at running back. With Hopkins mixed in there. To, yeah. Hopkins yeah, so, will be a steady, you know, 15 to 25 points every week. Yeah. <laughs> um, what What was your favorite Jeep or uh, Kofi Evans pick? I like just Tevin Coleman pick. Yeah, where, where, where was that? I think he got him in the seventh or eighth round. Um, Kofi, he got him in the seventh round, so I like that pick. I thought it was pretty good. I like that and the Howard pick. I think Howard is going to be the guy in Miami. Yeah, and and which which pick were you uh, a little confused about? I didn't love his Sony Michelle pick. Yeah, I mean that that entire backfield is is uh, it's a crapshoot right now. Kind of gonna be a mess. And Sony Michelle hasn't been as good as he like started off as as a rookie. He's been his numbers have been going down. I feel like. Um, so we got to see what they want to do. Who Cam works with there? You know, I think you're gonna see some James White. I thought you were gonna see some more Damian Harris till he went down. So. I'm, I'm skeptical and curious. And also, with Tony Michelle, one of the draws to him is his goal line work, but how much is Cam going to chunk into that with his running ability? Yeah, yeah, and, and especially around the goal line, too. Yeah, I mean, you Cam, know. Cam's notorious for... Uh, yeah, he's a goal line lot. vulture. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. Uh, all right, our next, our, our next team, Make America Gronk Again. Um, it's not a Leahy team. It's actually a manager who's been struggling quite a bit in our uh, in our leagues in baseball and football franchise. He was once a great football and baseball manager, but I don't know what the hell's happened to him. What do you think about his team here? Where's where's his strength, if he has one? Um, so I like the usage of his bats. I think Jones, Ingram, and Johnson will all get a lot of work. And high value was good for fantasy football. Yeah, yeah, he definitely has a, um, a three-headed horse there. Um, I'll give him that. Um, where, where's, where's the weakness of his team right now? I'm gonna say his uh, his tight end help. Uh, Gronk is his tight end. Uh huh. And he hasn't played in a year. But we'll see, you know, and he's a guy that has always been pretty banged up. And, uh, you know, I know he's got Janunu Smith and um, Herndon, and I like Herndon a lot this year too, but he's always been hurt in his NFL career. So, you know, you know, he's got some questions there at tight end, I think. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, if, if the Bucks get out to a 5-2, and 6-1 and one start, and Gronk's a little banged up, are they going to be more inclined to sit him? Yeah, I mean, plus they have a lot of depth over there in Tampa. You know, I mean, they have they, Cam Brate. Yeah, they still have O.J. Howard. 
Yeah, OJ Howard too. Um, in terms of his draft, so he had Dak as his keeper uh, for a twelve. Um, what do you think? What was his best pick or his best value? Um, I really liked. I really liked his Aaron Jones pick. Was that in the third or the end of the second? The, the, um, the middle of the second. But um, I thought that there was other guys there that m- might have tempted him. But I thought he stayed on track with a good pick there. Aaron Jones is is kind of the man in Green Bay. Mm-hmm. And um, and I, I think he'll get a full world of the work. And I like how he built his team. All right. How about... Uh... How how about your least favorite pick of his draft? Um, not a huge DJ Shark fan. I thought he was. <laughs> yeah. I thought he was a little early on DJ Shark. Yeah. I thought that. I just think that there was better receivers, in my opinion, that even went behind him. Um, I took Robert Woods. I saw Tyler Lockett, Gallup, Boyd, all guys. I Keenan Allen, all guys. I'd rather have than DJ Shark. I think. Yeah, DJ Shark was, belongs on like the Jaws Quirk team, but uh, <laughs> Jaws it is, is no longer a part of this league. But uh, yeah, I, I mean, DJ Shark with the 40th overall pick, I mean, definitely some upside there. I mean, you figure Jacksonville's going to be trailing a bunch, but uh, I mean, there's there's a lot of other talent available. Yeah. Um, so, and yeah, so I had that as well. I thought that was his worst pick. But I still think he's an overall pretty solid team. Okay. Okay. Well, as long as the management doesn't run into the ground, yeah, he, he might have a shot this year. Um, all right, next one, we got the Mad Doggies. Once again, kind of like Shambo, had a ton of picks early on. Um, moved around draft picks and kind of positioned himself to move a little higher. Um, you know, Chris is the ultimate wild card in this league. Um you never know what kind of trades are going to get thrown your way and what kind of what kind of negotiations are going to happen. Um, but with all these picks, I mean, um, what do you think um, his strengths are? I definitely think his strength is his receiving core. Galladay, Beckham, Evans, Keenan Allen. That's, I mean, certainly his strength. Yeah, even Justin Jefferson. Yeah, we'll see if Beckham is back and healthy this year and not having women shit on him. (laughs) (laughs) No, so, no. um, The only thing about the Browns offense is there's so many mouths to feed. How much is Beckham going to get? Yeah. You know, like, that's the quote with him and Evans on the same team. They're both in offenses now that have tons of mouths to feed, but I still think that they'll get theirs. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, it helped having a ton of picks. Um, what's what's one spot he could uh, improve upon, or what's what's the weakness of his team here? I don't love his quarterbacks. Yeah, you don't like Drew Brees and Rodgers. Um, the issue is, I mean, they're first, obviously, first ballot Hall of Famers, but their offenses kind of have turned into ground and pound type deals where they don't really use them. And then the Saints mixing in some Taysom, Taysom Hill in there. You know, I mean, Aaron Rodgers was averaging less than 250 yards in a touchdown for over half of the second half last year. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're definitely big names, like you said. Uh, 
but the production is definitely trending downwards with both of them, especially Rodgers. You know, and and they're both both teams like won a lot of games last year, so I don't know if the coaches are going to veer from this more ground and pound type attack instead of having them air it out like you know we were sort of used to back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what do you think? Um, so, your his uh, for for uh, Mad Doggies. What was your favorite pick? What was your least favorite least favorite pick? I thought his best pick was I, I liked his uh, Melvin Gordon pick. Yeah, what, that was in the sixth. So yeah, that's that's a steal for sure. Even though he split time with Lindsey, it was in the third, I think, because it was one of his super extra picks. Oh yes, but you're right. It was, his, like it was his sixth pick, but it was yeah. in the third round. Yeah, so I think Melvin Gordon's going to be the guy there, and then it's going to be some Lindsey sprinkles. Uh huh. Um, obviously, I think the biggest question with the Denver team this year is is Drew Locke a legit quarterback? Yeah, you yeah. Know, I, I mean, it's uh, definitely a make or break year for Drew Locke. You know, if Drew Locke is the guy and they're scoring a lot of points, then and Gordon's cashing in on touchdowns, it looks like a great pick. If not, then there's going to be a lot of teams like that invested high in the Broncos' offense that are grabbing their ankles. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, moving ahead from Mad Doggies, let's let's take a look at hide and seek. Uh, my other brother Drew. Um, you know, his, his keeper was Devontae Parker in the 12th round. Um, what do you think the strength of his team is? What do you like about it? His backs are bell cows. Bell and Elliot are, you know, kind of guys that are kind of carry a high floor. They, they can handle a ton of work, you know, um, I, I like his backs. They're, they're solid. Yeah. You know, Zeke brings a certain floor in every game. I feel like that's at least ten to twelve points for what he gives you most of the time. Yeah, and 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 he's even got Dobbins as like a depth guy, who like like definitely some upside there. And then Carry on Johnson, definitely some upside there as well. So his backs um, are, are definitely uh, in a pretty good place. Uh, how about uh, how about his weaknesses? Um. His weaknesses right now to me, I like his receivers, but his receiver depth, I don't know what John Brown's role is going to be with Diggs being there and how much the Bills like to run. And then, uh, you know, Brandon Cooks is kind of hurt a lot. And we'll see because there's, you know, still, you still got stills. Duke Johnson catches a lot of passes. Um, yeah, Cooks is already banged up. He's questionable for tomorrow. You know, Will Fuller. So there's kind of a lot, you know, a lot of mouths to feed with Houston. So I like his three starting receivers, but after that, I think it kind of falls off. Yeah. How about um, your favorite, the favorite pick uh, from Hide and Zeke? Oh, I think he got a. Uh steal on Zach Ertz. I, I was going to say, I, I was like, man, if you didn't say that, I think Zach Ertz really fell too. Um, yeah, so I still think that the Eagles offense runs through Zach Ertz. Um, I think he's going to get a bull road of the targets and then you'll see um, see some other guys, but 
no yeah Ertz, Ertz, Ertz is so dangerous in the red zone too like as soon as Wentz starts to get inside like the 15 like he's just locking down on Ertz yeah um, what was your least favorite pick um, it's gotta be probably Cooks or John Brown yeah so and, Cooks and, Cooks was a 7 and John Brown was an 8 I think yeah and I, I like John Brown and he scored a bunch of touchdowns last year but I just think the Diggs brings a lot of questions into what he's going to be able to do, you know? Yeah, yeah. I could see that for sure. The Bills run a ton. They got Moss and uh, Singletary. And then Josh Allen runs at least, you know, five to six times a game. Yeah. And that's, yeah. Uh, you know, kind of on the low end. So, you know, we'll see what kind of volume there is for him. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, we're about halfway home here. Uh, next next up is Peanut Punch, uh, good old Seamus Scanlon. If you guys need a painter, uh, holler at uh, Mr. Scanlon. He does a great job. Did work at my house and at, and at Leahy's house recently. So a uh, little promotion there for you, Seamus. Um, what's the strength of Seamus' team? I mean, he was missing a ton of picks early. I, I want to say he didn't have a second or a third round pick. So, uh, yeah, how has he managed to uh, overcome that? He still did a solid job. I mean, um, I think this is going to be maybe the most competitive year of the Midwestern shootout yet. That's how I'm anticipating this. So my criticisms of everyone's team are very small because I think every, almost every manager did a pretty decent job. Um, and without teams being able to ship guys, it's, you know, to get out of it early and trade early, it's just going to make it even more competitive. Um, but the but getting back to Sheamus, I like Nixon and Singletary. That's a nice one-two punch. Um, for Sheamus' sake, though, he needs Singletary to be the guy for Buffalo and not fuck up, fuck it up because he'll have Zach Moss right on his ass. Yeah, and that's that's one thing. Like I I do like the one-two punch too, but I thought he really should have reached and made sure he got Zach Moss just just to make sure that he had both backs in that Buffalo backfield. Yeah, I have another league that I have, um, and I had the second pick, so on my way back, I didn't have a great chance to get, like, another stud running back, so later on in the draft, I took Singletary, and then I made sure, like, kind of later on that I took Zach Moss pretty early, Uh but um, he's just got to hope that Singletary can fend him off and be the man or that something happens to Zach Moss. Yeah. Now... How about his weaknesses? Um, I think Watkins and Diggs are the definition of boom or bust. Mm-hmm. You know, they're they're guys that can disappear in games, and then there's guy they're guys that can have explosive thirty to forty point outings. Yeah, I I mean he has depth at the receiver, but like no one with like a high floor. Like just kind of like you said, they're all kind of boom or bust. I did like the Debo Samuel pick. Um, I know he's a little nicked up, but like that's kind of what he needed to do with all the missing picks that he had. Um, but like, yeah, he's he's just he's just lacking some depth. Like he took Alan Lazard in like twelfth round or something like that. Like Zach Pascal. Like like I like I just don't see anything from guys like that. Like I like anything good coming that way. Yeah. Um. All right. What well, what was your favorite uh, peanut punch pick? Um, I I like Dallas Goddard pretty late. Um, 
13th round. But if something happens, Ertz, I think he steps in and can be a tight end one. I I like the Joe Mixon pick. I mean, it's the back end. Of, it's the 12th pick in round one, and you get I think a guy that's going to be a stud running back. Mm-hmm. And which which picks did you not like? I didn't like Ronald Jones in the sixth round. Yeah, man, I, I I didn't like that one either. I'm in five leagues this year, and even before you know all this stuff happened with Leonard Fournette, I was avoiding the Bucks backfield because you know. Historically, Tom Brady likes to work with different guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's 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 never a one back system. No, and I I think you know you know Tom Brady's gonna say let's get a look at this guy, let's get some Keyshawn Vaughn in there, mm-hmm. and obviously working with Tom Brady, if you're a guy in the mix and you know you fumble or you miss a block, you're probably sitting on the pine. Yeah. Yep. Um. I also really didn't like where he went with with Carson Wentz. Like, like I like Carson Wentz, but I, I, I didn't like where he took him. Um, but moving ahead, um, we're going on to to your your buddy, uh, the big freak himself, Thad Castle, Bano Kelly. Um, he never does good in football. I just feel like he gets his little pants pulled down every year. I mean, he's a good baseball manager, but in football, for God's sake, I just feel like he takes a beating every year. But um, yeah, I mean, his keeper was Kyler in the seventh. Um, I mean, what do you think about his team? Where where are his uh, strengths and weaknesses? I think his strength is a lot of upside at receiver. Yeah. yeah. Tyreek Hill has a chance to be the best receiver in fantasy. He's obviously going to be in that mix with the explosive plays. And then A.J. Brown, D.K. Metcalf, and Marquise Brown, could theoretically all be top 10 receivers in fantasy this year. Yeah, <laughs> that is kind of scary to think about. Now, the likelihood of all four of them being top 10 receivers is pretty low, but yeah, I, ex- exactly, I can see two but, of them, though. Yeah, I but, can see two of them. But, yeah, or there's that chance that Bane Kelly gets, yeah, two of them in the top 10 and, like, one of them in the top 20. You know, I mean, that makes this team pretty freaking scary. Yeah. How about his weaknesses, though? His weaknesses, I mean... He's starting Chris Thompson as his running back two right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the guy took David Montgomery in the fifth, so with the uncertain health there, he's going to have to start Chris Thompson. You know, and I think we'll catch some passes, but, I mean, Chris Thompson is a guy that always gets hurt. Yeah. But he's back working with Jay Gruden again down in Jacksonville. And, yeah. Um, you know, um, this is just my personal opinion. But um, you know, a place that I a place in the draft that I thought he made a mistake was uh, I would have taken Aaron Jones over Nick Chubb. He went Chubb over Jones, and then Jones was the pick after him to franchise. Um, if you looked at after Kareem Hunt came back last year, he kind of ate into a little bit of Chubb's work. Mm-hmm. And now you know, for a full year, is Chubb going to have to deal with that? And if Kareem Hunt gets a hot hand. Is are they gonna almost get to splitting? Yeah, that's 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 a legit question. That's a legit concern. Yeah. Um, all right, best pick, worst pick. His best pick is um actually a guy that I consider sort of a sleeper this year, but I really like his Mike Isecki in the eleventh round. Yeah, he's got a lot of upside. He's kind of not a tight end, but he's super athletic, Penn State guy. 
could go and get the ball. Yeah, so I like him to bag up. He's an Evan Ingram, so he's got some high upside guys at the tight end. And, you know, Evan Ingram's issue is the injuries. So he backs him up with another guy that has, like, a real chance to bust in and make some noise into the tight end position this year. Hell yeah. Worst pick. Let's see. The worst pick for Bano. Uh, I still think it was early for David Montgomery with the injury questions. Yeah. You know. Um, hey, it's it's three rounds later than uh, Wolf took him last year. That's true. I mean, the Bears really didn't improve the offensive line all that much. I mean, they brought in the one guy. But, um, you know, it's not just improving it. It's just I mean, hopefully that they're a better unit and he doesn't have to miss much time. But um, I actually think Bane Gelly did himself well and uh, should be in the mix for a playoff spot. Okay. All right. I mean, that, that would be unheard of. Uh... I feel like I can't remember the last time he was in the playoffs. I mean, uh, I mean, the big question is is how well do these guys manage it from here? Because I don't think anyone had a horrible draft. No, um, and yeah, that's the, that's kind of what happens when you draft online because the idiots have everyone right in front of them. Can't really mess it up. Um, and plus, no one was drinking either, so that that keeps uh, a lot of people's heads on a swivel. Um, but jumping ahead to the lucky fucks, um, to Big Nick, uh, he got lucky with the first pick. Obviously, walks right into McCaffrey. Um, you know, he his keeper is Austin Eckler, so he is a great one-two punch there. So, but I'll let you take it away. What are his strengths and weaknesses here? Obviously, his strengths are certainly his backs. You know, mm-hmm. he's got the top guy in the game, and then another guy with top five potential. Yeah. Yeah, and, and they're both three down backs that can really catch the ball, so they always keep his floor pretty high. Yeah, yeah. Now, how about some weaknesses for uh, the Lucky Fox? If I was going to pick one thing out, I would say it's quarterback. Yeah, he doesn't even have a backup. He doesn't have a backup. It's Josh Allen is, isn't more consistent this year, and um, – there's a lot of good defenses in that division, I think. I think Miami's defense will be improved with Flores coaching them. And, you know, a, a lot and of Josh, changes in the offseason. Josh Allen runs. He runs a lot. Like, he's one he's one big hit away from being done. That's another thing. So, and um, he just always has the, uh, the consistency questions. One week he's great. One week he's, eh. Yeah. I mean, you kind of got to see all sides of that. The Bills playoff game when... Uh, he came out explosive against Houston and then kind of dwindled in the second half. Yeah, yeah. And they came out big and then ended up losing the game. Though they get him Stephon Diggs, so that should theoretically make his passing better. Yeah, uh, it, it definitely should help him and John Brown outside. So I have a lot of questions of Josh Allen. There's a chance he busts into the top five at quarterback, and that makes Nick seem very dangerous. Yeah. All right, best pick, worst pick. His best pick, as simple as it sounds, is probably Christian McCaffrey, just because he didn't overthink it and fuck it up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, there's something would... to, there's something to be said to not not hitting the slam dunk. But um, I also thought Matt Burita went a little early. Yeah, that, I was I was kind of thinking the same thing. I was like, his his best pick was probably either I I I personally like the Zach Moss pick in the ninth. Yeah. Uh, I think there's some upside there. 
Uh, but Brita in the sixth, like, I don't know. I, I guess Brita has some upside, but I feel like he's always nicked up. Like, I had him last year. Like, he is, like, questionable every week. You just, like, never know if he's going to play. And then then you start him in a game, he leaves games early all the time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he, like, clips the toenail and he's done. Um, all right, next one. We're going to jump ahead to Wolf's Dogs. Um, so he... His keeper this past year um, was Terry McLaurin um, in the 12th round. That's a friggin' steal. Yeah. Um, and he had the eighth pick when when Michael Thomas. Um, what do you think of how he did? What are what's what's going to give teams problems? What's what's um, his weakness? Well, his receivers are going to give people problems, and it's because he's got Thomas. McLaurin, T.Y. Hilton is a good wide receiver three with a lot of upside. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got chances to finish as a wide receiver one some weeks. And uh, even McCole Hardman, if he gets in there in the mix and can catch a couple deep ones, his receivers are pretty good. Yeah, and even, I mean, he, he even has a guy like Emmanuel Sanders who, you know, is, I mean, you could throw in there on bye weeks and stuff like that too. Yeah. Uh, but how about his weaknesses though? Definitely running back and running yeah. back depth. Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, with everything that's happened the last couple of weeks with Fournette getting cut and going to Tampa, and then um, who else did he have? Oh, Adrian Peterson getting cut and going to the Lions. Like, I mean, that he's he, he's been hurt more than anyone, I would say. I would agree. There's a, there's a chance those guys carve out roles, but I think it's going to take some time. Yeah. And, and it might be too late for Wolf's Dogs if, if he doesn't get off to a hot start. You know, um, I think uh, his best pick was Deshaun Watson. Yeah, in the in the or the fifth or the sixth. Yeah, I liked yeah. his uh, I liked his Deshaun Watson pick. I thought it was a good time to get him in the sixth round. Uh huh. Um, I also liked his Jameson uh, Crowder pick. Yeah. Um, so, which pick did you not like from Wolf's Dogs? Yeah, I didn't like the Jared Cook pick. Yeah, I, I didn't like that one. Um, I mean, I just like like the reason why I don't like his running backs is like none of them really catch passes. Like they're not threats out of the backfield. Like Fournette is like a two down player. Mostert's a two down player. Uh, Adrian Peterson's a two down player. Like. You have to have guys that are on the field for third down that can catch passes and, like, take it for 10 yards. Or even, like, those checkdowns that, you know, even the five-yard checkdowns on third and 10 to get you a point here and there. Yeah, uh, he's going to struggle there. But um, there's there's some upside, you know. The, maybe the Bucks have a, have a top offense this year and Fournette's able to jump in the end zone 10 times because they get close to the goal line. Yeah. You know, I guess I could see that. You know, there's that kind of chance. And then Mozart, maybe he has a big year in the most run-heavy offense in the NFL. Yeah. Or second most behind Baltimore. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I mean, there's a chance for all that, for sure. Um, all right. So, last two left. It's me and you. We've won the league for the last seven years between the both of us. I won the previous or the first five. You've won the last two. You knocked me off two years ago. So you're going for a three-peat here. You're hot. Um, but I was hot a few years ago. I mean, I had a nice team last year, but, um, you know, 
I mortgaged my future a little bit. Um, didn't have a second round pick, but yeah. What do you think of Danny Packerhead? Um, what are my strengths? What are my weaknesses? Another solid team. I think they'll be right in the mix again. Your strength is certainly the reigning MVP, your quarterback, Lamar Jackson. Uh-huh. You know, a guy that gives you a high for every week, but the ceiling is through the moon with the way he runs. And thinking of last year, an MVP year, and only the second year, the scary thing is, is what what happens if he improves a whole bunch? Yeah, that's a possibility. Uh, your weakness, like a lot of teams, running back depth. Yeah, yep. You know, although you have some, like, I think Frank Gore has a chance to be in the mix for Buffalo. Bryce Love, you know, we'll see what kind of role he can carve out. But if something were to happen to Delvin Cook, um, you'd be in trouble. Yeah, yeah, I'm in big trouble if, if, if Delvin Cook goes down. I'll, I'll tell you that right now. And then, you know, I sort of think you want, with the way your team's shaped up, um, I think it'd be better if one guy just took over the Colts running back. Yeah, um, yeah, I, 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 I would like that for sure. And I would like it to be Jonathan Taylor just because I think he could stay on the on the field for all three downs because I think he brings a lot to the table. I agree, but uh, then you'd be able to just throw a guy like Shepard in at your uh, flex, and I, yeah. I really I think that'd be best for you. Yeah. Um, week one, I'm going to play both of them, though, because they're playing the Jaguars. I could see the Colts getting up early in that game and just pounding the rock. So I, I'm going to play Mac and, and Taylor week one because yeah, I, I think the, there's going to be a lot of carries there. The big question right now for everybody and every team is we haven't seen anyone play. A I know, no preseason, man. It sucks. You know, it's so it's going to be different. No one knows what everyone's going to do. Look at a place like uh, Carolina where it's an all-new coaching staff. We have no idea how that offense is going to look and what they're going to want to do. Yeah, um, it, it 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 will definitely be interesting. Um, looking at my draft, though, what what were some of your or what was your favorite pick of mine, and what was your least favorite pick? So, my favorite pick of yours, uh, you had a few. I really liked your Edelman pick. Okay, in the uh, fifth, sixth, sixth. I'm sorry, the Edelman in the sixth. New England's issue is the weapon situation, so you know he's going to get his. Yep. Least favorite? Your Portland Sutton pick. Okay. In the, uh, I think it was fifth. the fourth, fifth. fifth. Yeah. Yep. I just, I just, it could end up being big time if Gulak is good and he's zeroed in with him, but you know, you got Noah Fant, you know, the two running backs are going to get some of theirs. Um, they drafted KJ Hambler and uh, and Jerry Judy. So how much is he going to get? If it, you know, there's the chance that he is a wide receiver one, and and it looks like a great pick for you. But for right now, I do have my questions about Portland Sutton. I know, man. Just receivers were flying off the board, and um, he. I mean, he was the first receiver I took, so I needed someone with like upside and. You yeah, know, there's, there's certainly upside there, yeah. Yeah, so, I yeah, I, I definitely don't have, like, a clear-cut receiver one. I feel like I have a bunch of twos and threes, but I need someone to, like, step up and become that guy for sure. And you need um, Drew, Drew Locke to be good and, like, a legit quarterback. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, all right, so, you know, you, you gave the breakdown on, on a lot of these teams here. Um, you are the 
the two-time defending the the, the back-to-back champ, two-time defending champ, um, and you know you kind of forget or you mortgage the future a little bit. Um, so I think you were missing what a third-round pick. Yeah. Um, so your your keeper was Darren Waller in the seventh round. Um, you got Henry in the first. You paired him up with James Conner and Cam Akers early. Um, I mean, I think the strength of your team is your is your receiver depth. Um, you might not have like that receiver one kind of like me. Um, like I love Robert Woods, but I think he's like a like a like a good receiver too. AJ Green, we don't really know about. I mean, he could easily be that guy that becomes your receiver one. Um, I really like Deontay Johnson. I think he has like receiver one upside. Um, you know, Brashad Perriman's got some upside there as well. Um, I just like what you did there at the receiver position. Um, I think your weaknesses, like I, I can't say you really have a weakness. I, I just me personally, like I, I'm not a big James Conner guy, and I'm not a huge Cam Akers guy. Um, but realistically, if you get one of them to be a thousand yard back, you'll be fine. Cause you know what you're going to get with Derrick Henry. Um, so I guess your weaknesses would maybe be depth at running back, but, um, um, I do think one of them will pan out for you. Yeah. That's, um, I mean, running back depth is the running question in fantasy football. Oh, this absolutely. Year. Absolutely. You know, if you have a guy go down, you're probably fucked. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Um, so my two favorite picks you had, um, I, I mean, you probably didn't realize it at the time, but the Antonio Gibson pick is going to end up being a steal for you, I think, because um, I think they're going to use him a little bit as like a receiver and a running back. Um, so you, I think he's going to get quite a few touches. I also really like the Deontay Johnson pick. I'm just really high on him. Um, you know, I, I, I just think he could be a thousand yard receiver. You know, six, seven touchdowns. 85 catches, something in that ballpark right there. So, um, that's, that's, or, or those are the, those are the picks that I like the most. Um, like I said, I wasn't crazy about the counter pick and I wasn't crazy about the acres pick, um, were their worst picks in the draft. Hell yeah. But I mean, more likely than not, you'll get something out of one of them. So, all right. Um, to kind of wrap things up, I know um, this is a longer uh, season preview edition. Um, but with all biases aside, if you had a bet on one team to make the playoffs and make and make a run in the or to the Super Bowl, who do you got? Well, um, or who? Are you, or, or do you have six playoff teams? Or I or do. You, okay, go ahead. Fire away the six playoff teams. I've got me. You, Nick, Shane, Shambo, and Franchise is the six. Okay. Okay. And then out of that six, who wins it all and why? I think Nick does. Okay. And so I you think- just think the McCaffrey-Eckler combo is just going to be too much? And you know he's been he's been a good manager all these years, and he's been knocking on the door. And I find he's been so close. How many I, times did he get second place? I want to say I want to say two or three times. I beat him in the semifinals last year, but I think this is the year that he finally kicks it down. I know I know how the heartbreak can be losing those kind of games and high leverage situations, and it sucks and it makes you you know want to come back and win your title. And I think he finally breaks through and gets his first title. 
Okay. All right. Going out on a limb there. Um, I, uh, man, this is, this is a tough one. It's going to be kind of an obvious pick, but I'm going to go with Shambo. Um, I, I don't love his backs, um, but I do think one of them is going to be very, very good. I don't know which one, but I feel like one of them is going to be very, very good. And that's all he's going to need with that, with, with the receivers that he has. Um, you know, you know, he's been hungry for success in football because he hasn't had much of it. Um, and this is his like one chance to really put himself over the top. I think he's going to manage the hell out of this team. Um, and I see him making a deep run and winning this league. So, um, suffice to say, I see it being a lot of mixed up and a really tight race with a lot of teams involved. And it's really going to come down to who manages it well and some lucky breaks if you if you stay healthier than some teams. And, you know, with the COVID mixed in, if, you know, you don't have breakouts or canceled games too. Yeah, yeah. So there's going to be a lot of a lot of different variables jumping in this year with fantasy football and you know it's going to take a lot to manage it but we'll see we'll see who can rise up above it and you know figure it out okay all right quick quick question without too much analysis on it who's the worst team in the league before we go the worst team in the league is uh duke nukem Beef Bilek, okay. Bilek is the worst team in the league. All right, all right. I'm going peanut punch. I think he's got the worst team. I don't like it. So we will see. But uh, that concludes um, our season preview of the the Midwestern Shootout. Welcome to the podcast. I hope everyone enjoyed it. I know it was a little bit long, um, but if you got some time to kill, um, I I hope you enjoyed the analysis. And uh, it'll be happening every week this year during football season. Good luck to everybody besides Franchise Week 1. Yep. And um, and enjoy the Week 1 games. Football is back. It's been a kind of a crazy year, but this this will bring some norm, normalcy back, and it'll be really, really nice to enjoy football. Let's go. Nice job, Leahy. Um, we will be back next week with more analysis. Thank you very much. Yep. Take it easy, guys. Take care. Mm-hmm.